in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie Allen, and I'm here with Marin Oslak. And today we're going to be speaking a little bit about fear. Yeah, the big, scary, hairy fear monger. I, I think great already. <laughs> right. I think specifically, because fear is such a, a large concept, right? I think specifically, you know, we both had recently read something um, from a, a group that we're in, speaking specifically to fear around when we really are feeling called to something, something that is a little bit outside of our comfort zone. And the gentleman that we're talking about, he was he he recently left his full-time position and was really excited about where he was going and what he wanted to do and then got scared, right? Of like, OMG, what did I do? And how many of us have felt that way? We oh kind of gosh. have a dream or a desire or a wish or an idea and we go, oh, I still want to do that. And then an opportunity presents itself and you get to say yes. And then you you might say yes, or you might go, oh my gosh, even inside yours and stuff, go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is what I just, I just created this. I get to say yes. And then all of the itty bitty shitty committee comes up, which we've talked to about in the past, comes up just to make sure that, do you really want this? Are you sure? Aren't you comfortable being the old you? Wasn't the old you <laughs> enough? Come on. Weren't we happy? And you're saying to yourself, no, no. I'm not, not that you're not happy, but that, that you get, we get to have this opportunity to create and do and become. And I think there's a part of us that is in self-doubt that we, we kind of, I had this just recently happened to me. I'm like, Oh, you know, I have this idea that if I had a personal assistant, I'd have all this time to do X, Y, or Z. And, you know, and then I actually manifested this person and I'm, I'm freaked out about it because I, I don't know how to be my new me. I don't know. I've, I've worn the old me so much that it's a comfortable old shoe. It feels, it fits, or I think it fits. It's got a few holes in it. It's a bit ratty, but I, it, you know, it's comfortable. And that's kind of what we're also going to talk about too, is the comfort, comfort zone, because you do have to sacrifice your comfort zone, but it's worth it. And I realized that, you know, having this new person, what I realized most indefinitely was that I just was in a place I'd never been before. And that's really what fear can be, is that fear, I have an acronym for fear, is called false evidence appearing real. I've, I've, we've spoken it before on a, on a couple of our podcasts, whereas, you know, what I mean by that, it's like we tell ourselves the scary things that, you know, aren't even true. Like we, we don't even, they're not even going to happen, but we tell ourselves that to hold ourselves back, to keep ourselves in the familiar, in the comfort zone. And uh, it's detrimental. 
I'd like to go more deeply into a couple of those things. One of them is when you were talking about the fact that like you manifested something and now you have, you have the time that you were looking for, right? Because somebody else is now doing part of what you used to do. And I know for myself, when I've done that in the past, um, there's a part of me that now feels useless or guilty or guilty and, (laughs) or like, what's my value in that instance? Because what I used to do in order to, you know, make my business work was X, Y, and Z. And now I'm not doing those things somebody else is. And I'm not sure, like I had all these ideas of what I was supposed to do once I had that free time. And now there's this, but, 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 but I, 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 my value was over there. And so redefining what I do with my time, how I value myself, what I'm being paid for, right? So we have this time for money thing, right? I put in my time and I get money. And I used to put in my time doing X, Y, and Z. And that's how I earned my living, meaning that's how I valued myself. My money equals value so often in in this society. And now I don't have those things to do. Am I still valuable? (laughs) and which by the way the answer is yes and that's that itty bitty shitty committee that is telling you things that are not real the false false evidence appearing real it shows up as fear because it's not true none of it's true Mm. right that's going back to something that this is the way i knew that i used this is the old me the way that i used to interact with the world and so and the way you used to think, we have to think differently in order yes. to see differently. Yeah. And who is the new me and what does she want to accomplish? Because she had a dream, just like this gentleman, he had a dream and he stepped out and he took, took charge and he was like, I'm going for it. Oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> and yeah, that we do that to ourselves. We, we have the dream and then we get caught up into the details And then we think we doubt ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do in that moment of doubt? How do we shift back to the dream, back to the, the faith and the knowing that there is another way of doing things right there, right around the corner. Well, and one of the things that you mentioned was doing the internal, like, you know, we tend to look at all the outer things that we have to do, like set the plan and, you know, we, we, when I say outer things, it's the physical things or the out there things, like all the stuff I have to do. And when you, you spoke of internal and so did I, but, you know, can you share a little bit about what your internal, like, how do you internally deal with your fear? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, for me, I have a practice that is that involves actually sitting in it. (laughs) So what I will do is I will sit and I will write down all of the fears that are coming up and what are the thoughts and then what are the feelings that are associated with those thoughts? So what I mean by that is, 
um, I'm not good enough. I'm scared. I you know those are the thoughts that are going through my head. I, I don't have any value. Um, somebody took my value that like all of the thoughts, I just write down all the thoughts. And then what are the feelings? What are the feelings that I feel that get triggered by those thoughts? And the feelings are, um, I'm anxious. Uh, I'm scared. Um, I, I, I'm, I feel alone. Um, I feel vulnerable. Uh, I feel disheartened. So those are the feelings that get triggered by the thoughts. And I run through those. And, and once you've been with a feeling for a while, it actually becomes a mood in your life. So if you wake up overwhelmed, uh, or if there's something, there's a dominant, like if your coworkers are like, oh, she's a grumpy lady, right? <laughs> That's a mood. It's not something that you're just experiencing from the thoughts that are current. It's like it's it's been in your life for a long enough time that that's become. It's actually that's a that at that point it's become an identity, right? Mm. So I might go to that next level of and think of like, okay, well, has this become my identity in some way? And then the next thing that I do is I set that aside. I'll actually step, I'll actually get up and step away from that personality and step into a new personality of like, make a choice of if I were different, if I had a higher vision, if I had like the, if I could go back to the person who had that vision in the first place, and then I write down what it feels like to be that person. Of what are the feelings there? I was like, oh, I feel inspired. And I will actually look back over to the other chair where I used to be sitting instead of that old Marin, the one who is in all of those, the doubt. And I'll look and I'll be like, how do I feel about her? What has she done? And most of the time when I look back at that other person, I notice that I have a lot of compassion for her and I'm grateful for all the work that she's done and the things that she's sacrificed. And and I find a lot of gratitude and excitement. And I realized that in that moment, now I see that, gosh, I do have a choice. Which of those can I choose? Which of those, like, I've separated myself. And instead of being in the identity of that old being, I've created a whole new identity. And I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to choose to stay here. That's good. I like this one. And it's not that I will stay there forever because I'll fall back into my old way of being. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I remember there's a new way that I can be. And I might do the process again. It's something that it's an ongoing practice. It's not a one and done. It is an ongoing practice. I remember that. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, it's good to hear how other people work with fear. And some of those things that, that maybe you're hearing from Marin or myself today, maybe you can say, Oh, I really like that. I can do that for myself. And, and you'll start to develop your own process, but it's really great to ask the question, how other people, I always say, first of all, find other people who have conquered what you think is fears in their life who, who you have say, yeah, they were successful in overcoming that obstacle that I too am having right now. And ask them, how did they do it? What did they do? How did they think differently? Or did they get help? Or what did they learn? And it's like interviewing them because they will give you a real like insight of a practice on what you could then embody for yourself. 
I love that process. Um, you know, it's like finding others really is, it's embodying because it's embodying it for yourself, right? Because why I say that is somebody else, they won't have necessarily the answer. It's not like, I want you to fix me. Don't fix me. It's, we've talked before about empowering questions. It's asking the empowering question of what did you do? What did you do? So one of the things that I did recently was I joined um, SPI Pro, which is a, a group of entrepreneurs that are all kind of doing the same thing. We're all seeking. And what I love about it is some of the top entrepreneurs on there are constantly asking questions and they're super successful. I know that they are. And yet they're asking questions and they're following other people's threads and they're, they're learning. Everyone is learning from each other. And even though they may have a solution or like they, they've already solved this thing in their, in their you know, entrepreneurship, like their website. I, I see some of them being like, Ooh, that was a great question that so-and-so asked. I'm following this thread and I'm thinking, but they have a great website. What are, why are they doing that? Because it's this ongoing process of how can we learn from each other? What's the next step for me? And that's, you know, an, a, a practical example for business. And yet there is the practical example for our fears and for our doubts and for our, our personal evolution, right? That's great. It's awesome. And it's like, the more you can be around other people who are been there, done that, doing that, going for it, the more you'll pick up on their, I always say it's like on their wave. (laughs) It's like you, you get caught up in it, which can be a good thing. I mean, you know what it's like to get caught up in a, in a wave of gossip and complaining and poor Mm. me's. It, it's going to take you, it's going to flush you down the toilet. But I like to be lifted in the uplift of, of a like all tide, you know, all boats rise with the tide. It's like, ooh, let's get in the a rising tide aspect. And that that's way, so yeah. true. And I believe that one of the, the great thinkers of this century actually um, said that you are the sum total of the five people that you hang out with. Is that, yeah, I can't remember the number. I think it's 10, five or 10 people that you, it's less than 10. It's definitely less than 10. I think it is five. Okay. And so what, uh, you know, like when you say that, uh, you know, it's it's a great little thing to little catchphrase to say. And what it means for me is that what Stephanie just said of, if I surround myself with people who complain and who gossip and who are, you know, down on life and who, you know, are frustrated, that will also be my experience. I will get drawn into that. And your immune if, system will have to fight really hard. Because that's truly not the natural state of life. So we're, we're actually taxing our immune system. I love, thank you for bringing that up. If you surround yourself with people who are uplifting and who are asking good questions and who are seeking higher answers and who are who are up to I love one of my coaches says it's somebody who's up to something. I love that. I want to be around people who are up to something, who are making great changes 
in themselves and in the world and who, okay, so I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know that I'm up to something and I'm willing to go on that journey and let's go on that journey together. When you surround yourself with those people, that will be who you are too, right? They'll pull you up. They'll hold space for that. And then you'll do the same for them. Oh, it's so important. Environment is so important. Absolutely. Second thing too, is like, is well, for my internal process, like what you were talking about sitting down and journaling and, and really looking inside a question that I ask myself too, is like, which part of me is afraid is the part of me that is afraid is the old me that's, you know, used to the old way, or is it the new me that is wanting to go for this dream? Now I'm going to quantify this too, because here's an example. <laughs> There's, there's often saying like we stay where we're at until there's something that better that comes along. I hear this all the time from people. It's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy in, until something better comes along or I'm happy in my job or my relationship or my health until something happens. And that tends to be the reactive process for most people. And the biggest and the hardest thing to do is to let go of that comfort zone and step into the unknown. It really is hard. And so I, I often use this as an example with my, with my clients. I'll say, okay, imagine that you're holding on to something in your, in your hand and you're holding it really tight. Well, first of all, look at this. What does my hand look like if I'm holding on to something? It looks it, like a fist. It looks like yeah. a fist. So I'm going to fight everything that's going to come in. That's the first thing. I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. But, you know, I get used to this. This feels normal to me. I'm like, but I like this. I'm used to it. It's familiar. And the only way that I'm going to let go of that and unfurl my fist and make it into an open hand, which, by the way, opens to receive the possibility of what's coming, is often if there's something that my heart is longing for. And I don't have to know what that is. I don't have to figure out what that is. So here's an example. If I'm hanging on to the familiar and I say, but if I let go, I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what, what I'm supposed to step into, then you get to choose it inside. And it's like, that's the internal. It isn't about having, and, and a lot of people do this too, is if, you know, make a vision board or different things, which is wonderful as a visual. But I would say, hold that lightly because spirit mm. always wants something better for you than what you could ever imagine. So go to the qualities that you want. Is it more peace, more joy, more meaning, more fulfillment, you know, more love? Those are the internals that can't always be, verbally articulated or visually articulated in in a vision board or something but they, they're a deep feeling and so when you say hey you know what i i know this is good where i'm at i'm okay where i'm at but i'm hanging on tight so i'm fighting and i got a fist here so i'm not open to what the universe has to give me but if i say i really want something loving even more loving not that this isn't loving that i have whatever this is but if i can open to allow even more love in my life that's where the empowering questions come in. So if you haven't listened to that one in our podcast, go back and listen to it because it's really good. But listening to the empowering questions, like, how is it that I am so loved and so supported in my life? Yeah. You open up and then life will give that to you. Your, your particular activating system is going to start scanning and looking for it instead of looking as to why you should hang on to the old way. Default evidence appearing real. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to grow. We're meant to continue to let go. And letting go is not easy. It is a process and it's part of being human, but you don't have to struggle over the struggle of it. Yeah. 
I think you brought up, uh, well, you brought up multiple really good points. And one of them is that the questions that you asked will get answered. So if you ask, why is life so hard? Then all the answers for why life is so hard will show up in your life. And you'll see why life is so hard. If you ask, how am I so loved? That will also be answered of here's all the ways that you are self-loved. And when we think about this, bringing that back to the fear that we were just talking about, and one of the scariest things in life is the unknown. And we want to control the unknown. And so that's what Stephanie was just talking about. Of like, we're just, we're holding on to something so tightly because we're scared of the unknown. So we hold this tight fist and then there's no space. You know, we talked about the junk drawer being full. <laughs> if it's already full, then we can't add anything to it. There's no space for all the goodness that that is available. So there are two aspects to it of letting go and unfurling and, and, and you might look at what would a practice of embracing the unknown look like in your life? And it could happen in small increments. And that's, that's actually always the best way is small increments because it doesn't overwhelm our sense of ourself. Uh, if we do it in small increments, we, we tend to get less reaction from our immune system, from our, you know, all the, the parts of ourselves that, that go, ah, right. I mean, if you think of it like weight loss, like to lose 20 pounds radically quick is not great for your immune system. Like your body is going to go into reaction as much as we go, Oh, wouldn't it be great to just be my perfect weight right now? We all want that. But your body actually does better with small, little, gradual increments. And then over time, you actually will not only um, consistently sustain it, 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 your body will be at peace doing it. It won't have that reaction that, that Maren's talking about with the immune system. Yeah. So if you can get more comfortable with the unknown and being in just sitting in that for a moment every day of like, well, I don't know what's going to happen and that's okay. And sitting with that. And then the next step would be then also asking the empowering question of like, okay, so I don't know what's going to happen. I do trust of like, all right, so show me how I am loved today. Or show by me. the way, you, you can't say, show me how I'm going to be loved today. You can't say, okay, show me how I'm going to be loved today. You can't ask it that way. <laughs> it, there's an energy behind it. You have to ask it from a love and empowering. Thing. Show me today how how much I am loved. Like show me all the ways that love is coming into my life. And you have to do it with a smile, even like fake it until you make it. But let it come from that place of open-hearted curiosity and wonder, not skepticism, people. I know I can hear you out there. I know. <laughs> I know because I was like you. <laughs> And am like you still sometimes catch myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or show me all the ways that, you know, I can move forward into this, this new and exciting thing that right now I'm a little bit scared of, and I know that's where I want to go. You know, that's a more empowering question than, oh my God, I'm so afraid. What, what are all the things that are going to go wrong? <laughs> Yeah. You know, fear is always going to be present. I, I know that's a real, like a Debbie Downer kind of statement. I just said, I'm sorry, Debbie, but you know, it's, 
it's an interesting thing. It's like fear, fear, pain, hurt, suffering. They are part of life. And what I say is like, you know, to tell yourself a different story about fear, it's like fear. Someone told me one time said, you know, fear means that you have stepped outside of your comfort zone, which means you're in a place you've never been before, Hmm. which if you are working towards an ideal or a dream or a longing or a desire, that's actually really something to be celebrated. In fact, if there isn't fear, you probably haven't stepped out of your comfort zone far enough yet. So, you know, Susan Jeffries has a wonderful book, read it many, many moons ago called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it's such a great book because if there's something in your heart, a longing, a desire, an ideal, really it's been put in there for a reason, not to torment you, but to inspire you and ignite you. I used to think it used to torment me, but you know, someone had to tell me, I had to, I had to find this out myself, right? I had to go, yeah, you know, it actually is in there as a gift, not as a torment. I love that. I think that's a great place for us to wrap up today. So all of you out there, our listeners, I would love to know what inspires you and maybe it makes you a little bit uncomfortable and, and there's some fear behind it and you're inspired anyway. So please stop by our Facebook group or our LinkedIn group and share what inspires you. We would like to hear from you. And with that, we will see you all next week on the Soulful Leader Podcast. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen, and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.